Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we're going to talk about walking your cat. But before we jump into that topic, say hello to my handsome husband and comedic sidekick, Dewey Vaughn. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, my love, my beautiful love. I don't know about the whole comic relief side of this but you know hey I'll oh everybody in. knows everybody I'll throw knows. something in as i can go <laughs> how's that that's good we so, appreciate it you know what i like this topic really a lot so you know we're talking about walking your cat and mm-hmm. You know, you often see, and I think this is one of the primary delineations between dog and cat, you know, so most owners of dogs automatically know they're going to have to walk their dog. Nobody thinks about they have to walk their cat or even walking your cat, period, and what that even means, because, you know, dogs require you to take them out, you know, several times in the, in the night, several times during the day. Well, otherwise, they'll be peeing on your stuff if you don't. Right. So, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a different scenario. But, you know, the dog also gets some relief on walking and, you know, gets to be able to uh, do the little pee mail smells and stuff that your mom so graciously come up with. So, you know, we... P, yeah, the doggy pee mails. She always used to say when Pearl would stop and sniff stuff, she's like, hold on, Pearl's got to get her pee mail. Yeah. <laughs> got to read her pee mails. Got to read her pee mail. That's so cute. So I, I love that. So, you know, we walk Pico and yeah. we sometimes, I mean, some of it's for exercise and a lot of it's just mm-hmm. enrichment. I think they get out and they also get to smell stuff and, you know, get to kind of see what the rest of the world looks like, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say we do it for exercise, because if we did it for exercise, we'd be doing it every day. We we do it when we have time, which isn't often enough if you ask Pico, because he loves to go on walks, loves, loves, loves to go out there. Of course, there's been this neighborhood cat hanging around lately, and I've been a little afraid to walk him on the leash. I don't want them to get in a, a tussle, but, but I picked this... Um, I picked this topic. It was actually suggested by Hannah, one of our Cat Talk Radio listeners. And um, <clears throat> let me just read to you what she emailed to me. Might might put this in context or at least give you a little idea of why we chose this topic today. Okay. So her cat's name is Enoch. And she Enoch. says, Enoch. 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 All right. <laughs> she says, I found Enoch in a parking lot. So because he's a stray, I didn't want to keep him from the outdoors, but I live on the third floor next to a busy highway in Minneapolis. So it's not safe or feasible for him to be an indoor-outdoor cat. Because he's young, I've been training him with a clicker and reward system. Yay, good for you, Hannah. But also with a harness and retractable leash. I usually bring his favorite wand toy and mouse toys so that he can feel like he's hunting for real. And also, I'm just not standing around waiting for him to move. Ha ha. 
He loves it. (laughs) Today, my roommate and I took both our cats out together to the park across the street, and they had so much fun together. However, I was approached the other day by a man walking a dog, surprised to see a cat on a leash, and then he proceeded to mansplain to me why you should only let your cats live outside, claiming he was a huge advocate of outdoor cats. I think a lot of people don't realize that if you start young and are patient, you and your cat can get over the hurdle of a cat being on a leash as awkward or wrong and actually gain a lot of enrichment and bonding. That's great. That's wonderful, Hannah. That was that was a great email. Lots of things in there, you know, make me think things as I'm reading through that, like, you know, awesome that you're clicker training him and awesome that you're getting him out on a on a leash so he can explore the outdoors because you're right. You know, it's these are little wild creatures that are used to living outside and so much of their DNA is calling for outside activity. Like, I want to go hunt. Oh, what was that noise? I got to go out and explore. They're very curious and they and they really do like large areas to explore, usually larger than we're able to provide in a home. So that getting outside on a leash is, is excellent enrichment. I'm kind of surprised that the two cats um, go outside together on a leash and you, you're not experiencing, you know, redirected aggression or unrecognition aggression. You know, sometimes when you take cats in a just a different setting, they they tend to fight because they don't really recognize one another in a different setting. Out of context is, is so important for them. But that's awesome that they can go out together. And fun, I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about taking a wand toy and prey playing outside, we may have to try that with Pico because that probably is even more enriching than than prey playing inside. So lots of great stuff bundled up in this in this little email that she sent. I, I think that that's fun. A, great visuals too of a of a cat getting outside and and uh, and walking on a leash. So what do you think? Are we gonna be ready to prey play with Pico out on a leash today, Dewey? You know, that's gr- <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that either. But, you know, you take the wand toy with feathers or something behind it and you throw it behind a little bush or something. <laughs> that would just be, yeah, I think that would that would be great, especially if you had one that looked like a lizard. I mean, that that would be. <laughs> Jackson <laughs> Galaxy loves makes, to chase yeah, lizards. So. He makes a little wand toy that looks like a lizard, actually. I'll have to pull that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the the roots of what we're talking about here. You know, most people would look at you kind of funny because it would look a little strange to walk a cat on a leash, right? So, <laughs> well, kind of like she said, that guy came up and mansplained to her. <laughs> Yeah. That was funny. You know, you've heard that term before, right? Mansplaining. No. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? Uh, well, I wish someone else were on this call to answer him that question. (laughs) You know, it's like mansplaining, like you guys are always the boss and the know-it-all and you know everything and and you're going to tell me how my cat, all cats ought to be living outside, you know, kind of a authoritative mansplaining that's kind of what that means. I guess that's the best of my ability oh, to explain Okay, it. well, now I learned yeah. something new. We're going to have to have a, a new episode <laughs> all about that. <laughs> so so why would you walk your cat on a leash, though? Well, it is, you know, um, it, it unlike dogs. You do walk dogs because they have to go to the bathroom 
if the dog doesn't have a backyard and and it's a it's a bathroom time thing not so much for cats not to say that cats won't use the bathroom if they're outside but that's not their sole purpose for being out there it is entirely for enrichment you know and and exercise i mean cats cats really are not a species that require a lot of physical access, exercise like like dogs they do that's a species that they need to get out and and run and and have lots of exercise but cats are really not built for distance running you know I always explain this in terms of hunting a dog will hunt a rabbit for miles on end where a cat is a more opportunistic hunter and is going to hunt things that are very close in front of its face and you know not going to expend a huge amount of energy so they don't really need a lot of exercise now that's not to say that the exercise is bad for them but you have to be careful because they do overheat. As you saw this summer, we had Pico outside. And, yeah, right. You know, we'd, we'd walk him a relatively short distance. You know, I'd say, you know, within a quarter of a mile, you know, down to the end of the street and back. And if it's warm, you know, and it doesn't get too terribly warm here, but if it, it's warm, he would lay down in the shade and, and pant a little bit. Clear sign that you need to stop and give the cat a rest. So they're not really built for exercising as much as they are hunting. I mean, that's, that is the crux of their DNA, hunting, hunting, hunting. So when we take them outside, you know, they get to get excited about things and chase leaves blowing around and little lizards and stuff like that. So it's the main reason we do it is for enrichment and entertainment. Sometimes it's funny too. (laughs) (laughs) So, so let's talk about how that all works. So can you just attach a leash to the cat's collar like you do a dog sometimes? Well, no, that's not a good idea because most cat collars are what they call breakaway collars, which means, you know, if if it has a lot of tension on it, it's just going to pop open. And the thought of that is if you have an indoor-outdoor cat or a cat that explores a lot of things indoors and gets hung up on something with its collar, it's not going to hang itself. The collar will break free and, and it'll be safe. So you certainly wouldn't want to do that. And And cats are... You know, they're amazing little hoodinis about getting out of things. So you definitely don't want to attach it to the to the collar. You want to put a harness on the cat and attach it to the harness. Oh, that's great because, you know, I, I you can think about them, you know, even if it doesn't have a, a breakaway, they can they squirm a lot. And, you know, yes. so so what do you suggest or recommend as the best harnesses for a cat? Well, you know, on our website, we sell two types of harnesses. I I have always believed that the Come With Me Kitty harness is the best one, and we sell that one. But it is, like, really difficult to put on the cat, to learn how to put on the cat. And, and, and like Hannah said, you know, if you're starting with a young cat, you can kind of teach them to sit still. Like we have a – we tell – Pico suit up and he knows to sit still while we're putting the harness on because we started with him when he was a kitten. But um, that come with me kitty harness is difficult to put on. And if you if you don't get it tight in all the right spots, they they can come out of it. And and so I still think it's the best harness because it's thin, has very thin straps. So it's not real cumbersome on the cat. 
but because it's hard to put on and because you've really got to cinch it up, you know, tight to be right, not tight like it's uncomfortable on the cat, but you really got to put it on correctly for it to work correctly. So I have started using with Pico a, a Velcro harness that we're actually now making. Um, a girlfriend, a, a wonderful seamstress of mine here in Santa Fe that has Stitch Santa Fe. If you want to check her out, do stitchsantafe.com. She makes amazing Pimpleton jean jackets and, and things like that. So I'm having her sew our jackets, our, our little vests, and they have a really wide, like a four-inch strip of Velcro around the chest and a four-inch strip of Velcro around the belly. So you really can adjust it, you know, to different cats and different size cats, although it does come in two sizes. And and I think that one, because they're not going to get out of that Velcro if you have it on snugly, it also produces a little warmth if you're walking the cat in the winter. And, you know, a lot of people have asked, does it act like a thunder shirt and and make the cat calm? And, you know, I don't, I don't know that. that that's, I don't know if the thunder shirt part is actually working or not, but... It, it, I find it secure and it's cute because it's like a little jacket. So we've got really cute fabrics and you can actually see them on the website at catbehaviorsolutions.org in the behavior boutique. We sell a small medium, which is kind of Pico size. And uh, he's, he's really kind of between the two sizes. He can fit a small medium, but he also can wear a medium large if I, you know, make it, make the Velcro overlap a bit. So for your kind of chubbier around the middle cats, that would be probably a medium large and uh, thin cats would probably be a small medium. We don't have them for tiny kittens yet, so it, they really are made for adult cats and there's measurements and stuff like that so so those so, two would be the best harnesses okay so what if somebody doesn't have you know all the ability to get on the internet and look or maybe can they just go with something like a small dog harness and be the same or work the same it depends on the harness some of them yes some of them no because cats can bend in ways that dogs cannot and uh so when a cat is frightened and trying to get away from something, I mean, if you've ever seen that, it's crazy the way that these cats can wriggle out of things. So yeah. you need to be real, real careful. Um, I'd say generally no to be on the safe side. You would not probably not want a dog harness. However, you know, it does kind of go the other way. You can use cat harnesses on dogs like our our harnesses that we're making that are cute, they they can be used on dogs or any kind of small animal that that would work. But as a general rule of thumb, I, I wouldn't do a dog harness on a cat because I would worry that they're not secure enough. And you don't know until the cat freaks out and is trying to get away from something whether that harness is going to really hold up or not. So, Yeah, that's a really good point. And you sure don't want to be outside with your cat and it goes crazy with getting out of the harness and then as soon as it gets out phew, boy that cat would probably take off and it'll take you yeah. a while to probably catch up to it and and get it yeah. calmed down enough just to get it back on the leash and you sure don't want to leave the kitty out there long as we talked about in the past for sure so uh let's talk about how you get them trained to do 
this cat harness walking kind of stuff? I mean, how do you train them? Yeah, it's um, well, actually, I, I think we I think we did a podcast on that. God, this is our what? This is our one hundred and forty third podcast. So, excuse me if I forgive if I forget. Um, some of the topics we've covered, but I think we've covered that one. But anyway, to answer the question is the ideal thing is to start young when they're kittens because, you know, anything you condition them to when they're kittens, they're okay with when they're adults. But you can you can use any any cat and in any time. And that's kind of why I like the Velcro harnesses better also because they're super easy and quick to put on. You know, you simply wrap the Velcro around their around their chest, under their collar, so around the back of their neck. You know, it's not like the ones, there are harnesses where you have to put the cat's front feet in the two holes and then pull the harness up around them and then clip it at the top. Those those can be difficult to put on a cat that, that doesn't want to do it. They just pick up their paws and you get in those legs and the holes becomes impossible. So this is easy because it's kind of like a cape. Think of it like putting on a cape. You're going to drape it over the back of the neck and Velcro under the collar, which isn't alarming to the cat. The cat's like, okay. And then you just Velcro it under the belly. Now, at that point, a lot of cats may go, what have you just done? And they may freeze because that's a common reaction is they just freeze. So really, it's quite simple. You just put the harness on the cat and then you let the cat get used to it. So you put it on. And if the cat's really uncomfortable in it, you put it on for maybe five minutes. And then later that afternoon, put it on again for seven minutes. And then the next day, put it on for 10 minutes and, you know, just slowly we call that gradual desensitization, just slowly get the cat used to the feeling of the harness. Put the harness on like right before a meal time, so the cat has to ignore the fact that he's got a harness on and go eat. And it also pairs something wonderful like eating with the feeling of the harness. So that brings in a counter conditioning way. So, you know, you get the cat used to the harness and the feel of the harness first, and then you attach the leash and get the cat used to the feeling of, you know, there's a slight tug on the leash. This is what walking next to someone feels like. A lot of cats are not comfortable walking right next to someone, but, you know, they, they kind of avoid feet. But, you know, Pico, again, since we started so young, he kind of heals like a dog naturally with or without a leash. If you're walking through the house, he walks right along beside you because, you know, he's been on a leash and goes outside for walks all the time. So he's real used to that and not afraid of, of feet. Um, but but gradual desensitization and counter conditioning is the answer to how you get a cat trained to like a harness. So what if they just absolutely, I mean, just absolutely are just all four paws down. Boom. I don't want to go. Don't take me out there. I don't want to go on a walk, you know. Uh, you can see that happening. So, what do you do yeah. if that happens? Well, don't don't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. I um, thought you're gonna you're gonna say just drag them. They like yeah. that too. No, you know I've seen YouTube videos on that, and no, that's that is not. You know, we're doing this for enrichment, not torture. So, you know, you gotta you gotta start slow. So you put the harness and the leash on the cat, and then open the door, and allow the cat 
to go out the door on his own and sniff around. And he may not want to go far at first. It depends on the cat. Some cats will dart out and go, yay, let's go exploring. And other cats are going to be much more cautious and insecure about being outside of their territory. So, you know, go slow. Open the door. Let them go out. They may not go farther than two or three feet from the door. And and that's okay. Just be there with them and, you know, sit down and let them explore as far as they want to go. It's it's always got to be at the cat's pace. You know, it's not like walking a dog. We're not going for a, a jog with a cat. <laughs> and so you you want to let them do the walking and you do the following. <clears throat> and, I mean, obviously keeping them safe and out of trouble. But, you know, let them explore on their own time and at their own space and their own distance. And it's it's got to be what the cat is comfortable with. I think that could be a song. I'll do the walking and you do the dragging. So far, it won't work in any kind of voice kind of setting. So (laughs) anyway, how far? That's a good question. I mean, we've we've kind of thought about this, too. How far do you walk your cat? You know, like and I think that's probably predicated on weather and you know, in the heat of the day, you don't want to walk them very far. As we've seen, you know, they get heated up pretty quickly. Uh, so how far would you consider walking your cat? I mean, dogs, you can walk miles and it's all okay. But for cats, I wouldn't think you could do that. Certainly, those points that you brought up are considerations, weather and temperature and things like that. But also remember that the the surface that you're walking on is a factor. So if it's a hot day and you've got to cross a street, you know, cats pads on their feet are extremely sensitive and you're not walking your cat, you know, for long walks every day. Like a dog's pads on their feet become more callous because they're used to walking and being more outside. Cat's feet are are very soft and tender like our skin. So it would be like us walking barefoot. So think of it that way. You want to pick up your cat crossing hot asphalt or sidewalks are become very hot so you know you go barefoot and if it's comfortable for you then it's comfortable for the cat and if it's uncomfortable for you then it's uncomfortable for the cat and we find that because we live on a on a dirt road with kind of coarse gravel and that gravel is tough on the pads of cat's feet so they can go farther on soft grass then they're going to go on hard rocks and and hot surfaces so think about that and watch the cat closely you know typically again they're not they're not built for endurance so they're not going to want to go very far they're probably going to and each cat has a comfort zone with you know where it deems its territory to be outside the home and and so it's probably not going to want to go very far and that's okay again this isn't about you getting exercise this is about the cat getting enrichment so let the cat explore to when it doesn't want to explore anymore and you know we see it with pico he goes and lays down under a bush when it's hot and says i need a rest and you know we we honor that and go okay and we wait for him to be ready to move back on. So, again, go go with the cat's lead and and go barefoot, and then you'll know what they're feeling <laughs> when you're walking. 
Yeah, you know, and here's something else to think about. Um, what what if they're scared of traffic or noises outside? I know that Pico, at first, as a young kitten, he wasn't too worried about it. But the older he got, uh, the more he gets very skittish of motorcycles or cars going by or, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, what do you what do you suggest we do when that happens? Well, I'm I'm always glad to see that because, you know, if he ever got out of the house without us, you know, I, I certainly don't want him hanging out by the road. I want him to go away from the road because he's scared of the road noise. So I I like that. But again, you know, cats will tell you where they are comfortable walking and where they're not comfortable walking. And so if there's noises that scare them and things like that, you know, uh, be patient and don't take them in that direction. Take them in a, in a more quiet setting where they can, you know, enjoy. The other thing, too, is dogs. You know, we take Pico um, hiking, and there are a lot of dogs off leash on hiking trails. So we have to keep Pico pretty close on his leash and we walk carefully and if we hear a dog coming then we pick him up so that you know he's not not because i'm worried about pico but i'm worried about how the dog's going to react to pico so we definitely watch for that that's kind of where i thought hannah's email was going to go when she said this guy comes up with a dog on a leash i thought oh my gosh the dog is going to going to be barking and lunging at the cat. You don't want the cat to have negative associations with their time outside. You want them to have this be a fun enrichment time, which means, you know, avoiding predators, clearly. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. You know, and that brings up kind of another subject that, you know, you can take your cat, so to speak, for a walk in a stroller, you know, and they're they're not so, um, you know, so fearful or concerned. They've got a place... And, of course, you can go a lot further and yada, yada, yada. But what do you think about stroller ride versus harness and leash walks? I think it's, um, you know, I think it's fun. And it's that's what we do when, you know, we want to go on a walk. When you want to walk at your own pace or if you're going to walk down to the convenience store or you've got a destination or you're trying to get exercise, then take your cat in a stroller They make these enclosed strollers, so, you know, basically it's like a a cat crate on on wheels, a nylon mesh enclosed cat box on wheels. And we have one that's got all-terrain wheels because we live on a dirt road, so, you know, that way we can take him for walks with us. And, you know, we'll do that if we're going to go a mile and back, longer than he can walk. It's not as good of enrichment because he can't really get it. He's not in control of where he's going and, you know, cats define enrichment of them being in control of everything. So it's not as good, but it's still enrichment as long as your cat enjoys it. If your cat isn't enjoying it, then it's not enrichment. So, you know, let your cat obviously dictate their comfort level and you need to go with that. Yeah, you know, and, and that's a good point. A lot of people like to like to push you know, the boundaries and, and essentially uh, do what they want to do versus what the cat wants to do. And it's important to kind of pay attention to what the cat is kind of telling you. Like you've always said, body language or, you know, all four paws dug into the ground, you know, that's a sign that something's not quite right. Um, so do different type of leashes make any difference uh, for this? I mean, I would think that there's probably more than just one type out there. So 
But yeah, like Hannah, Hannah said, you know, mentioned that she used a retractable leash. Um, I, I prefer, well, we have a strange system, but they make leashes that have elastic in them. I prefer that for a cat so that, you know, it's not, it, it, give, it has a little give. And when they race to go chase something, because they're a little less predictable than dogs, you don't know when a cat's going to just take off and go race to chase something. So, you know, maybe that we, we, we have um, like five leashes clipped together. So the, the two that are closest to Pico are the bungee cord ones. And then we've got other ones beyond that because we let him, we let him out, you know, I mean, we, we let him a fair distance away from us so that he can go out a little bit and explore. So he has a lot of leashes, but the bungee style is, is really good for cats. And, you know, it kind of acts as a retractable leash because we, you know, we just gather them up in loops on our hand if if we need them to be shorter. So, but the retractable leashes, you know, there's even some question as to whether they're great for dogs because um, it's hard to, sometimes they're hard to control. Well, so let's, let's kind of, as a last question, let's talk about whether it's cruel to just keep your cat inside and not think about taking them outside on a walk because I mean I'm sure some people are super fearful of putting a cat on a leash and 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 taking it outside so uh, would you consider somebody that's keeping their cat inside and not giving them the opportunity to have outside experiences as a cruel thing it it's certain I mean it is in a cat's nature to be outside and so you know, I I believe that most cats do get enrichment from being outdoors. Um, however, some cats don't. So for the cats that are comfortable with being outside, I do think that it is good for them to be outside, not unsupervised. Right? There's just too many things. They will not live as long if you if you let your cat be free roaming outdoor for any period of time. So I would say either take your cat on leash walks um, to their comfort level or build a catio. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we've done. And I recommend everybody building a catio, no matter what size you can, you can accommodate, the bigger, the better. And that way there's a cat door from the indoors to the outdoors and they can go out on their catio and spend time out there when they want to. And, you know, we have shelves and climbing systems and things like that so they can get up nice and high and watch the birds. And, you know, that's that's good enrichment also. You know, it's not good enrichment for them to be outside unsupervised running from predators or catching diseases from other cats and getting into fights with other cats and things like that. That's, you know, I mean, yes, that's natural and that's part of nature, but that's certainly not in your cat's best interest if you want it to live a long life, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so I, no, I don't think it's cruel to keep a cat indoors, especially, you know, I think it's, I think it's cruel to shorten a cat's life by, by not keeping them safe, I guess is, is the thing. So, you know, everybody lives in a different place and everybody's, you know, everybody's got a little bit of different set of circumstances they've got to take into consideration, but I'd say if you can safely get your cat outside, it's great enrichment. And if not, keep it indoors. Yeah, and we have a friend of ours that has a a cat, a small cat. That I mean, it's a young cat, and then now it's growing up to be a bigger cat. 
obviously, but, uh, you know, she likes to keep, let him go outside. Uh, but at the same time, she's lost a cat in the past. And so she's very fearful of the cat getting out. And so she has these walls around her property where she has an outside area. Um, and the wall is probably four foot high, maybe four and a half. Um, and then she went ahead and installed this, um, uh, wires uh, screen that goes up another four foot high. Well, she's been having the cat uh, escape a couple of times through there, and so she's gotten very concerned. Now she's put in a complete cover over that entire area, and now has enclosed <laughs> it into a what, what she calls this prison-looking environment. But it's really called a catio, and that's it's what a catio, giant. Yeah, it's giant. a cool. It's a cool thing. What she has is the cat fencing on the top. So the, the fence goes straight up about four or five feet, and then it curves inward, you know, over, you know, it sticks out from the fence probably another 18 inches, two feet, and it curves inward so that the cat, you know, can't get out. And it, and it breaks away, it gives away. So the cat climbs up there and then starts to climb on the on the underside of that curve. Well, then it 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 has a hinge and it falls and the cat that cat goes down. It's a very cool system, but there were some gaps that she hadn't considered and and he's he's gotten out. He's a Bengal, purebred Bengal, and um, he's of course he wants to get out and hunt like all cats, and he's found a way out a couple times. So she has continued to secure that, and and it is like a, a netted backyard basically the whole yeah, backyard yeah. Is, is enclosed in netting but, but that's, that's really cool look how much uh, enrichment that cat gets he's inside when he wants and he's outside and she doesn't have yeah. to worry about losing him and uh, you know it's a little bit of an investment and it's a little bit of you know making your house look like a a, a prison a barn but at the same time the kitty <laughs> is good yeah. Well, this has been cool. a really good show, as always, my love. You uh, always do a great job of uh, researching and giving good advice. And you always year. do a good job of answering good, asking good questions. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, so all those listening out there, I'd like to invite you uh, to help support the work that Molly does. She provides these resources for free. She really works with many behavior cases, and a lot of those are low-income families, and does this just about anything she can to keep cats out of the shelters. So yep. if you also care about the plight of shelter cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Super easy. She Just go to the store at Cat Behavior Solutions, the website, and scroll down past the products to the bottom, there are donation buttons you can add to your cart. And yes. Out. Don't check out. Don't check <laughs> out yet. Don't check, Don't out. check out yet. <laughs> Buy a cool harness for your cat. While oh, you're there. that's right. Those cool <laughs> harnesses are on there. That's right. Yeah, look at the new harnesses and, and get a harness for your cat before you check out. That would be great. And absolutely, as Dewey said, any any donation to Cat Behavior Solutions is greatly appreciated to help support the work we do. We do a lot of work uh, free pro bono for um, not only low-income families, but, you know, kids in college and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't make 
someone's income does not make them any less loving of their cat and they deserve help as well. So we try to build resources like Cat Talk Radio. We have a uh, now, as of today, 143 episodes on how to care for your cat better. So check that out. It does cost us money. We're not one of those free podcasters. We're hosted on Voice America Network. So it does cost us money to be there with them. And um, we invite you to help us in our mission. So um, also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd like to build up our our social media following. I, I think we kind of suck at social media right about now. But <laughs> <laughs> so go out there and like our page and prove us wrong, and and show me that we don't suck on social media. <laughs> and we are going to continue to do these podcasts as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia is the is number one cause of death in cats. So until next time, everybody, thanks for tuning in and keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 